Welcome to the Lioness Queen podcast. Your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, founder, speaker, spiritual coach, and licensed minister, shares how she overcame the emotional trauma from divorce with her faith in God. Now let's jump into your daily dose of letting go of the past and living totally residue free. Here's your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha. Welcome back. Welcome back. I really miss my audience. Happy June. I hope all is well with you and your family, Lioness Queens. This month, again, we will be focusing on change or are you ready for change or what I would like to call a shift in life. You know, I love to start out with my quote or poem in every episode. And this quote today says, My strength didn't come from lifting weights. My strength came from lifting myself up every time I was knocked down. Mm, mm, mm. Now this quote connects to what I want to talk about this week. And that is what makes us change. So from the quote, it appears that it was not the things that went well in somebody's life, but it was the valley experiences or the struggles that makes the change. And so I want you to think about this and do an assessment. Think about every major change that has happened in your life. Did the change happen when you were on the mountaintop, when everything was going your way, when you didn't really have a care in the world, or did it happen when you were in the valley of the shadow of death? And personally, I don't know about you, but for myself, I must honestly say majority of the time, a major change or shift happened in my life. It didn't happen on my own merit. It didn't happen on the mountaintop experiences. So going back to the quote, the change didn't happen when I felt the strongest, when I felt the most confident. It happened when I felt the weakest, which is kind of an oxymoron in the natural realm. But in the spiritual realm, it is God showing his glory and splendor in your life and in my life. And so God is, the one thing God impressed upon me is that God is always doing something new. And when that happens, something has to change. Something has to evolve. You know, if you think about it, God does not want us to be the same person that we were 10 years ago, five years ago, one week ago, or even yesterday. You know, when God desires more from you and wants to do something new in your life, it's not something you do on your own. You know, it is... Oftentimes, when he ruffles the feathers in our life, 
that either we learn to embrace the will and move of God or we reject and suffer trying to figure out the why. Why did this happen to me? And so today, I think the best biblical figure to look at is Job. But I don't want to really look at Job. A lot of people have talked about Job um, and the things that he endured. But today, I want to talk about Job's wife. Now, I know you think, like, well, how does Job's wife play a role? Or what, you know, what can we learn from her? But let's talk about his wife today. So, although there is no mention of her name in the scriptures, this is a woman who experienced a lot of change in her life. Now, if you know the story, you know, she went, you have to think about this. They were married and what Job went through, she went through as well. You know, she married a wealthy, upright husband, a devoted father who believed in the Lord. You know, sadly, when Satan asked God if he could have Job, God agreed, but said, you can't kill him, but you can test him. And so in this whole process of testing, this woman loses all of her children. They lose their possessions. She watches her husband's health deteriorate right before her eyes. Every day, every day, she is watching her husband wither away. She is looking at these boils all over his skin. And I'm pretty sure Job's wife at times had to also take care of him while grieving over the loss of all 10 children. Now, we often talk about Job, but his wife went through, I mean, she went through her life being changed upside and down, right? At one point in her life, she gets frustrated and upset that all the things that have happened to her and clueless as to why. Like, why did God allow this to happen to me? She can't even believe that Job's faith hasn't wilted. It hasn't shifted. And had the audacity to say, hey, curse curse God and die. This woman was devastated, hurt, disappointed, broken. She experienced everything that Job did except the physical ailment. But trust me, this, this woman went through with him. But she did not have any clue as to what God was doing to bring about this change in her life. You know, if you think about it, when she made that comment to him, you know, Job immediately responded to her. But the question that I have was why didn't she believe like Job did? So, you know, the moral of the story is really about Job's resilience to change. 
it was not about the loss he experienced, but it was more about the endurance, the growth, the obedience, that stand still and know position, the courage, the faith. But most of all, it was all about the journey to embrace God's will for his life, that God is faithful and able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ever ask or think, even when we don't see it in the natural. And even the scriptures talk about even his own friends, you know, they mourned him, they they criticized, they questioned what God was doing. You know, criticize the suffering as part of possible punishment. Maybe something that Job did, but even in the midst, he still believed. And even there was one point when Job cursed the day he was born. But in a nutshell, we must look at everything we experience, good and bad, as an act of God's will. And not from a false narrative. So Job's wife had a perspective that she believed, which contradicted the word of God, which really was just a mindset that she had. You know, what what I would say is she believed a false narrative. She didn't have any hard evidence really to conclude what God was doing. She based everything on timing. You know, when she told him in Job 2.9, why are you still maintaining your integrity, husband, boo? But why are you still maintaining your integrity? Why not curse God and die? His wife got tired of waiting, tired of living without her children, tired of helping him with his boils, cleaning them. They're oozing from everywhere. Tired of taking care of him when he was sick and he couldn't get out of the bed. Tired of living as though she had never bore or raised children before. Tired of looking at a man who was so disfigured that, that, you know, he didn't look like the love of her life. She was tired, just like us. We get tired sometimes and we get into a panic when God is silent. When there's no response. When you don't get the answers that you've been praying for. When you don't see things turn around. When you don't see the move of God. This is the point when we get tired just like she did. And you see The scriptures really, you know, don't show that Job had all the answers for her before or even when she made that comment to him. You know, maybe that was also due to the timing factors of waiting for so long. But God said, this is the peace. God allowed Satan to choose that one. So in a nutshell, Job was chosen. He was chosen and the scripture said 
and explain why he was chosen. God said, there's no one like him on earth. He was blameless and upright. A man who fears God and shuns evil. A man full of integrity. God chose that assignment for the enemy, for Satan, to test Job. God trusted Job enough that whatever the enemy thought would change him, would change Job's mind, would make Job turn away from God, would possibly alter his faith and trust in God, God allowed the test because he knew that Job's faith would stand strong. But what about Job's wife? Again, she was married to this awesome man, upright man, who I'm pretty sure planted seeds in her about God and his faith. I'm pretty sure they prayed together. I'm pretty sure that they were a power couple who had strong faith together as a couple. But for this circumstance, this change that happened, she had to know God for herself. And sometimes that happens. It definitely happens as you transition from a young person to a young adult where you come up under um, and you learn from your parents' faith and you understand God through your parents' eyes. But there comes a point in time when you have to know God for yourself. You have to understand faith for yourself. You have to learn how to trust and depend God for yourself. And this experience, this was a pivotal time and change that happened in both of their lives. And God wanted to prove to the enemy that my servant Job would prevail over this test, over this change that you were trying to add to his life. Amen. And so in the same regard, God chose you for whatever test you are going through. God had this conversation with the enemy. The enemy was like, mm-hmm, I want that one. The enemy was like, mm-hmm, I want Marisha. I want her. Yeah, yeah, this is what, this is what I want to happen. It won't be a physical ailment, but this, these are the things that I want her to go through. And God says, "Okay, she 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 may her, her the 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 tree may bend a little bit, some leaves may fall, some tears may fall, but I believe that she'll stand strong." And so, Job, I would say, shifted and changed his mindset to a whatever it takes mindset (laughs) whatever it takes daddy right so he responded to his wife boo you are really talking foolish for one and two and this is what the word says this is what the word says two do we only accept the good from God and not trouble so basically what Job is saying is God allows both right? He allows both. For some reason, Job's wife wasn't at that point to still believe. 
Why was that? Why didn't she have that same kind of faith that he had? So I believe Job had gotten to a place of whatever it takes. Have you ever gotten to that place and you told God, whatever it takes, I'm all in? So Miranda Curtis sings this song that I absolutely love. And I remember playing this song over and over right before I did my initial sermon. Because that was like my surrender song to the Lord. It was whatever it takes, Daddy, I'm all in, you know. And so I believe this song resonates to this story. Because Job had to contradict what his friends thought could have been the reason why. He had to contradict what his wife thought and even contradict his own mind from playing tricks on him because he had the audacity to curse the day he was born. But still, somewhere deep in his subconscious mind, he still believed that God, that God will vindicate his life. That he, he will be healed. That he will be delivered and set free. He believed that a change would come. Now there's no mention of his wife after he called her foolish, right? There's no mention of her. But I truly believe that something triggered in her when she heard those words. When she heard those words when Job said to her, do we not only just accept the good that comes from God, but what about the trouble? Do we accept the trouble that comes in our life? Do we accept the change that comes in our life? Do we accept the shift that God allows that comes in our life? This is such a powerful statement because there comes a time in our life when everything won't seem to go right. When you may see your world has turned upside down. It may seem like you are suffocating from the storm. You may feel like you are drowning. And you will never reach the surface to breathe again. But just like in Job's case, God knew that Job had the adaptability, the gifts, the strength, the courage, the resilience, the integrity, the loyalty, and the faith to believe that whatever change comes, whatever the wind may blow in his life, that he will be vindicated. And do you believe that for yourself? Do you believe that God will vindicate you? Do you believe that God will restore everything back to you? Do you believe your latter shall be greater than your former? Do you believe that weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning? Job had a whatever it takes, God. I'm all in. He had that type of, of faith. You may have to cry. You may have to endure. You may have to be tested. But there is power in the pressing. Oh, God. There is healing in the pressing. There's deliverance in the pressing. There is hope in the pressing. There is peace in the pressing. But you will never know or experience it 
until you press towards the mark. Job had to press his way through whatever his body was doing. There was things that his body was doing that he could not control. He couldn't stop the boils from leaking. They probably were stinking. He probably was weak. Sometimes he probably didn't want to eat, but he had to press. Amen. Just like you have to press. As you probably know, that in his pressing, God restored Job's life like he never lost a thing. But it was power in his pressing. I'm sure his wife understood after that comment that even when change comes, (laughs) God is still there. God is still able. God is still a provider. He's still a keeper, a way maker. He's still a mind regulator. He still is El Shaddai. He still is Yahweh. He's still God. Even during this pandemic, God is requiring us to keep pressing towards him. Keep believing that he is still on the throne. Keep looking towards the hills from which cometh our help. His hand is a wax short when change comes. The question is, will you run from the change? Or will you say, God, whatever it takes, I'm all in. If you remove people from my life, God, I'm all in. (laughs) If you have to cut some friends out of my life, God, I'm all in. If you have to move me from this space, I'm all in. If I have to lose my home, I'm all in. If I have to endure some physical pain, God, I'm all in. If I have to lose a loved one, I'm all in. Whatever it takes, Daddy, I'm all in. I know you want to use my story for your glory. Whatever it takes, I'm all in. God just wants us to be a vessel. And being a vessel, we have to adapt to change, just like Job. We have to accept what God is doing. Change is all about accepting the will of God. The question is, will we learn to trust God in the change? That's where Job was. He trusted God. Now, did, did he? Did, he had to contradict some things. That was in the natural realm. But God knew that he, God knew and understood that he was a human. God understood that he would have emotions and feelings that he would go through. God even understood that his mind would wander. But God still believed in him. God still trusted in him. God knew that although you may try to shake Job up, that foundation is strong because he believes in me. 
And God is saying to you, lioness queens, the enemy may shake you up with whatever you're dealing with right now, but he believes in you. The word says, even in your weakness, his strength is perfected in you. He's not asking you to have strength, baby girl. He is asking you just to stand. He is asking you just to press. Sometimes we have to press when we don't even feel like pressing. We have to move forward even when we don't feel like moving forward. Because the blessing is ahead. <laughs> the blessing was ahead of Job. It wasn't behind him. Even though he had a fantastic life behind him, God even gave him greater. So greater is coming, but you have to press towards the mark. We have to remember, we must go to that place and get to that place that our life doesn't belong to us. Our life is not our own. But everything that we experience and go through is all for the glory of God. But he knows your desires. He knows your secret prayers. He knows the desires of your heart. You just got to keep pressing. You just got to keep moving forward. You just got to keep taking that one step at a time. He's not asking you to figure it all out. He don't even want you to figure it all out. He's already figured it out. Your dreams, your goals, your desires, all of the things that you want and need for your life, it's already ahead. You just have to keep pressing forward. Amen. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Amen. Repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the Queen I am. He wants me to be residue free, intentional in my fight, stand on the word of God, realize I am a masterpiece, I am, I am, I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining the Lioness Queen podcast. Please subscribe and write a review. You can find me on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even iHeartRadio. I would love to hear how this message empowered you. Come back next Tuesday at 3 p.m. for more from your Lioness Queen.